A quick warning before we begin, our episodes are made for adult ears, so do expect to hear some swear words and occasionally some adult themes. Oh, one more thing while we're at the warnings, a note on sound quality. These episodes have been produced by us in isolation. They're not made in our usual studio, so they don't sound as slick. But bear with us. I promise you the content is worth waiting around for. Hey, Daisy, can we make some podcasts? Yeah, we've got so much time on our hands. Sounds good to me. Every day we could bring a good and a bad news item, what's keeping us going, what's making us blue, and then we'll try and get as many guests as we can. Stunning. Let's do it. (laughs) This is Roisin Bevan and you're listening to Harness, Isolation Diaries. Hello, my love. Hello, Roisin. How are you? I'm good, actually. I'm good. Yeah, how are you? I'm good too. So I forget where we're up to with good and bad news items. So I think we should just do two each. Lovely. Would you like to start, Roisin? Oh, yeah. So I'm obsessed now with this page called Now This Politics on Instagram. And they release videos pretty much every day or a couple of times daily with a great little news highlight or low light. I mean, there's a lot of grim shit on there, but it's fascinating. So both of my news items are from this page, but I will venture out, I promise, but it will not be this day. So my first one, which is, which is good, is that Leo DiCaprio, apart from being hot, is currently raising $1.5 million for America's Food Fund to raise money for people who are being impacted by coronavirus. That's very good. And look, I know that he has the wealth to go around, but at the same time, I think he does give back and we've seen him do that with environmental causes and now with this. And I think it's it's a nice thing. Positive way to use your platform and I like it. Round that off with something negative. Well, it's something that I shared on the Harness account today. So some of you may have seen it. Today being Wednesday, uh, when we're recording this. And it's about this TV show that aired on BBC on Monday night called The Restaurant That Burns Calories. When I was going through The Guardian, I saw that Ruby Tando had written an opinion piece about it, uh, basically saying, why is the BBC fat shaming the United Kingdom? Especially at a time like this. Um, So the premise of the show is that there's a restaurant with a gym at the back And there's people in the gym who are burning off what the people in the restaurant are eating. It's just so tone deaf that it's actually painful. How did that get put through the BBC, put on prime time? And especially at a time when people's mental health is a fucking mess anyway. I know you've said to me that I have one of the healthiest relationships with food. And even I'm thinking I should probably go for a run if I'm eating that now and I'm like I'm not I don't go for run and that's not me if I as someone who is comfortable with food is even having those thoughts I can't even imagine what kind of what a show like this would prompt people with previous eating disorders and difficulties with their weight how they're coping she also just said your value can't be measured in calories and we need to change the way that we see the one true measure of health and that needs to be altered and uh, the BBC airing this it's like that is like some channel five shit What's going on? 
I think, as you said as well, uh, particularly at this time, like there is going to be a lot of shaming personally or publicly about food consumption. We're all probably consuming a little bit more because that's pretty normal. We've all been on a journey with food, presumably. You don't need something like that coming into your lounge rooms to just even get it in your head. Especially when all you're looking at at the moment is yourself in the mirror. Yeah. If you don't have anyone else to fucking look at. And you, you know, Instagram, do you know what I mean? So it's like this weird cycle of comparison. And, and then you have that rhetoric and you're like, why would, why would they? I just don't understand. So for some slightly darker news items, again, from now this politics Instagram page, they do these really cool videos called Who Is? And they kind of pick a person in politics and they'll explain who they are. And I've got two... Uh, female agents of patriarchy who would like to expose it's the patriarchy police we're gonna arrest you hands up bitch (laughs) can think so the first one is Seema Verma and then I'm also going to play a clip about Kelly Loeffler both Republican women who aren't doing good things in terms of coronavirus who are either indirectly or directly profiting off other people's pain. Seema Verma has been in the background of nearly every Trump press conference on COVID-19, but who is she? I'm PJ Evans, a writer at Now This, and here's a little bit about Seema. Please listen, there's nothing else to do. Seema Verma is the administrator for Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, meaning she oversees Americans' health insurance program. But her side hustle since early March has been spent working on Trump's coronavirus task force, where she's been an unsettling voice in extremely unsettling times. Can you reassure everyone tonight that there is not a shortage of, of ventilators or ICU units? And that's why the president has taken such a bold and decisive action, right? Verma has a long history of using taxpayer dollars for highly questionable things, like commissioning a puff piece about herself in Glamour magazine. If you want to learn more about Verma, who is at the forefront of this pandemic, click the link in our bio. Recently, tons of stocks belonging to Georgia Senator Kelly Loeffler were sold amid the COVID-19 outbreak. So why is she being accused of fatting her wallet instead of warning the American people about a pandemic. I'm rap artist Bus Driver, and here's a little bit about Kelly Loeffler to get day 278 in quarantine off to a good start. Before jumping into politics, she worked for a company that purchased the New York Stock Exchange and married the CEO, or her boss. Later, she purchased a WNBA team. And then she was tapped by Georgia Governor Brian Kemp to fill a vacant seat in the Senate. Unelected, Loeffler has been serving the American people since 2019. If you want to learn more about how Kelly Loeffler went from owning the WNBA team to allegedly making a profit on the COVID-19 pandemic, click the link in our bio. So I encourage you to go on to their page to read the full articles, to listen from the journalist's mouth about the work that they've done in exposing these women, these, as I said, agents of patriarchy, it is disturbing. Like it takes a village to raise a baby. If Trump is the baby, which let's face it, he is, then it takes a village to keep him going and to allow him to lead in the way that he's leading, particularly through this really, really horrific crisis, which I know a lot of Americans are really, really angry about. So, I mean, I promise I'll have a week off America in terms of news stuff, but for now, I, yeah, thought that was really interesting.
It is very interesting. Well, then I can round off our news time with one kind of sad, but definitely going in a positive direction uh, story. So children in Spain are finally allowed to go outside for the first time in six weeks on Monday. Um, because the entire time during lockdown, they've not been allowed to go out. They've been locked inside the house. A positive thing is that the restrictions are being relaxed and children can finally go outside and play. And presumably they're being relaxed because what we're doing is working. And I think that's a really positive thing to hold on to, that communities that are coming together and by and large following those rules, there are changes being made. So days, should we... Mm hear from our friends and followers of the podcast now yeah let's do it oh and we also wanted to give a special shout out today to one of our followers fove who is so lovely and was one of the first to send us a voice note uh for the segment and we're really excited to share with you that today yeah she's absolutely lovely she's a videographer and a photographer she's got a wonderful page and her story is really really sweet so thank you so much fove Hi, my name is Fove. I'm a freelance videographer, photographer. I've been in isolation with my mom and our four dogs. <laughs> I'm feeling positive today. Uh, I know every day is a different day and I'm sure everybody will agree. Um, there's ups and there's downs, but today you've caught me on a good day. And I'm excited and nervous as well because tomorrow I have an interview for a job that I've really wanted. And... Yeah, hopefully there's something good um, happening soon for me in this moment of this crazy moment that we're going we're all going through. But I have been entertaining myself with um, doing workouts. I've been working out more in my house than I ever did before, but it's working, especially on nice days. I I've been painting. I've been playing guitar, I've been doing walks on the beach every day, very close to the beach, so very lucky. My dogs love it. And I've been learning a new language. Um, I've been studying Portuguese two days a week. My boyfriend is Brazilian, so he told me basically that I have no excuse now not to learn Portuguese. <laughs> I have so much time. So that's going well. Um, I'm really enjoying my time with my mum. Because for a long time I was traveling abroad and it was hard being away from her. So um, I'm glad I'm here because my other siblings are, are in different countries. And I would hate to think that she was alone through this time. So we're here for each other. Um, but definitely the worst part of this is being away from my boyfriend. He lives in Leeds and I saw him a month ago and... I probably won't see him for another month, which is hard. But we speak every day. Um, we FaceTime, which keeps us positive and excited about the future. You know, if we can get through this, <laughs> we can get through anything. So it's um, it's going well. But yeah, stay safe, everyone. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm an actor. I'm isolating just outside of Belfast with... Miss Sophie Robertson and her family. I'm feeling... Meh. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good today. I'm entertaining myself with uh, doing farm work. And I made a little badminton net out of wood and rope. And obviously 
I didn't make the rackets and the little ball things. We bought those, but, you know, not balls. You know, anyway, I've got an infinite days left in me before I crack so far. It's a bit fucking morbid. Jesus. Uh, I'm enjoying my nightly beer. That's for damn sure. And my dinner. Uh, and just being out, having the, you know, the privilege of being outside all day because there's lots of land here. And the worst part for me is that I, look, I'm going to be totally fucking frank here, is that I can't play video games because the Wi-Fi isn't good. And I, I'm quite an isolated creature anyway, but I'd say I'm starting to miss my friends or like, you know, going to play basketball or something like that, I guess. Or, you know, having a drinky poos at the puppy wub. And working is also, obviously, that's probably way up there on the things of that I'm missing. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm back. I'm a teacher. I'm isolating in Perth with my wife, Roisin. I'm feeling like I vacillate massively between sort of just accepting that I have no control over this and really intense frustration that the timeline is uncertain. I think I really didn't realize how much I work off anticipating things and and really thinking about the future. So being present um, and being okay with that is sort of a learning curve that I wasn't expecting. I'm entertaining myself with a lot of wine. I've got how many days? Probably about, I'm going to say 24 days before I crack. Um, which will then be Roisin's responsibility to tidy up. I'm enjoying the sunshine. I'm really grateful for being in Perth that we have these open spaces and it's so easily accessible to get outdoors and and have the sun on my face. Um, And just having time with creative projects, I suppose. The worst part for me is definitely how much I miss my friends I miss miss hugging them. I wish I could give them all the cuddle and particularly those that I know are finding this isolation a little more difficult than others. Real extroverts amongst my group. Oh, that was so lovely. So Rasheen, who have we got on the podcast today? So today on the podcast, we have Brie, who's otherwise known as the Aussie mummy on Instagram. She posts gorgeous vibrant fun positive content about fashion events beauty motherhood and she does loads and loads of tiktok videos which is super fun so we wanted to have a chat to her just to check in with how she's doing uh, and how she's keeping herself entertained and it was really interesting to learn maybe some of the pressures on influencers right now i know that's a term that a lot of them hate but i'm sorry about some of the pressures to create content do we address it do we not do we keep it positive do we how do we navigate this in this at this time and Brie gave us a really interesting insight so I hope you enjoy here she is your account is obviously the Aussie mummy so before we get into COVID-19 stuff can you tell us the background on when you started that account and how it all happened and how it's affected your life yes so when I, just after I had my first child, Matilda, I got made redundant from my job when she was two weeks old. 
so then I I was kind of looking for something more to do other than just mumming. I needed an outlet. Uh, so I actually started a YouTube channel because I'd been a makeup artist and for years and years people had said, oh, you should start a YouTube channel with your makeup. And I was like, oh, every man and his dog has a makeup channel and they all do it so well. Like there's no way I could be able to do that. But then when I was pregnant, I used to watch a lot of mummy vlogs and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, yeah, I, could, I reckon I could do that. So I started the YouTube channel and then Instagram kind of was an addition to that. And then sort of over the nearly three years that I've been doing it, it's sort of morphed to be more about Instagram and um, now TikTok as well uh, and less YouTube it's interesting that your pregnancy and then maternity leave kind of made you feel even more productive. Do yes. you think that those experiences in your life have kind of prepared you for isolation now and this weird quarantining time? In a way, life, because I've got a baby as well now, life is sometimes completely the same as it always was. So there's that. But on the other side of it, what I used to do a lot for fun or what I used to do a lot through my Instagram or whatever is go to events, networking events and things like that, which is something that I really enjoyed and something that was probably the most enjoyable for me outside of mum life. So that part of it has been really difficult because that's the thing that I enjoy the most, (laughs) being with people. Do you feel a sense of responsibility or anxiety about churning out positive content? Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. I think not so much now, I think it was about two weeks ago when everything was kind of happening and no one was really sure whether we were going to go into full-blown lockdown and everything sort of started closing and all of that. And I spoke to a few friends in the industry, I guess you want to call it. (laughs) It is an industry. We were all feeling the same as everybody else, anxious, pretty crap about the situation, um, just really feeling just really shit. But at the same time, nothing for us stopped. Our industry keeps going more more than ever, really, because more people are looking for something to take their mind off it. So they're looking to social media. So it was kind of in, in comparison, to, I guess I would compare it to the bushfires at the beginning of the year or the end of last year. A lot of uh, influencers um, found it really difficult at that time because people would get angry at them for posting or for posting something positive or for posting something upbeat because they'd be like, well, don't you know our country's in crisis? Mm. And we'd all be like, well, yes, we know, but also there's some people who like to escape from that. So everyone was a bit cautious, I think, because we were like, well, we don't want to get everything heaped on us like it was before and we don't want to seem insensitive to the situation. But at the same time, we know that people want an outlet and so I saw a few people put polls up and say like oh should I keep do you want to keep seeing outfits and do you want to keep seeing this and the overwhelming response was yes please we want some sense of a normal life so I guess there is a lot of pressure and I think about it myself that every time I go to write a caption now I sort of go oh you know I'll mention something to do with it and I'm like oh I don't want to be mentioning it all the time because everyone knows what's going on everyone knows what's happening and I'm like everyone else I want to escape so I guess that's why that's why I've spent a lot of time on TikTok (laughs) I'm still trying to wrap my head around TikTok and get into it I did one dance 
um, which Daisy made me do. I feel like there are a lot of people 30 plus or even like 25 plus who are going, what the fuck is TikTok and how do I use it? I was one of those people. Um, so TikTok is a video sharing app. So it's kind of like, I sort of likened it to Vine, but lots of the young people don't know what I'm talking about when I say Vine, but you guys might know what I'm yeah. Yeah. Vine, <laughs> Vine was a short videos. It's dancers, it's lip syncing, it's comedy. What I see is, well, obviously you get those 15, 17-year-olds who are like slinky malinkies and so great at dancing, but you also see a lot of people who aren't that great who are just giving it a mm-hmm. go. That's right. And it doesn't have to be like a perfectly curated image. You don't have to look amazing. I don't really care if I look like a fool. Like I posted a dancing video today that was a duet with that Charlie D'Amelio and I am not a dancer. So would your advice be don't be afraid of TikTok? Yeah. Uh, are you an extrovert? Would you say you're an extrovert? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what what would be... Dying. Yeah. <laughs> What's your kind of general advice, if you have any, for just keeping your spirits up at this weird, weird time? I think make connections. Don't sit at home and and feel like you need to be alone. There are so many people out there now who are reframing and, and shifting their online persona or their online business or whatever it is in order to connect with people. So please don't sit in your house and think that you have to be alone because there are literally so many people out there who are just like, hey, connect with me, connect with me. Like I'm, I started doing lives on a Sunday night now at 7.30 every, every Sunday night, first time, because I'm just like, I am craving some instantaneous feedback from a living person your page is very positive and very fun and so it's a it will be lovely for people to head over there and get a little bit of a a nice lift and connect as you say I try I do try my best to keep it I say it's my happy place so that's why I try and keep it my happy place thank you so much for chatting with us Bree thank you I had so much fun it was so nice to meet you virtually bye Thanks for listening to this episode of Harness Isolation Diaries. We are proud friends of Rafiki Moema and the Carly Ryan Foundation. Both of these charities work tirelessly to protect young people from harm. Information about both charities will be in the show notes. If you would like to share your story of isolation, we would love to hear from you. On our Instagram page, you'll see a little pro forma for some prompts about how you can structure your voice note, though feel free to get creative. Whatever you come up with, please email it to projectharness at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. You're really, really important to us. Please continue to share, like, subscribe, all that wonderful, wonderful stuff. Bye.